Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Stay Tuned Sports, the fastest growing sports podcast on iTunes, on TuneIn, even on Spotify. We're all over the place. My name is King. And it's your good friend Jimbo. Yes, we're actually doing a show together again. After another two-week hiatus of not doing no shows together, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're back. We're back and better than ever to steal a... Line from the good old Mike and Mike show, which, boy, I bet you Greenberg wishes he was still on there, huh? Yeah. That new one he's on, Get Up, on ESPN, apparently is just was. it's gotten no ratings. It's terrible. Nobody likes it. And now Beatles off of it. She's going to go do her own thing. So she's gone. She's I apparently think not watching. the watch- move that they did. She's apparently not. Uh, she's apparently not watching football again anyway because of the whole Urban Meyer thing, but, you know. That's kind of a weird stand to take, considering you know some of the things that have happened in the NBA. But you know, I, I'm I, I'm not I'm not gonna sit in judgment. I judge nobody about their stuff. But uh, Jimbo, how you doing, brother? Hanging in there. It's awfully hot this week. Uh, yeah. Anybody who's been in the mid east, uh, mid east, uh, in the northeast, or any honestly anywhere in the country, I think this entire week, it's been. It's been a hot one. It's been a hot one. Hey, hot enough for you? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it has been extremely hot enough for, I think, everybody. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we are, uh, you know, as far as the heat goes. Uh, you might hear, I'm, I'm a little echoey, because usually I have, like, a nice, cool, little soundproof blanket, basically, that I use to kind of try to dull some of the echo. I'm not I'm not even dealing with that today. I'm not dealing with it. I'm sorry you got to deal with some of the echo. You might hear uh, Jimbo's AC. On in the background. Sorry, don't care. You know what? It's just it's it's that kind of day where uh, you know we're 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 going to deal with some of the little audio imperfections so that we don't sweat to death. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want this to leave the you know the podcast where we die. You know, we got to save no, that for like we got to save that for the Giants and Eagles or something, right? You guys would be stuck with me uh, doing a show all by myself. And whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I said with one that. of us dying. I didn't say it was gonna be me. Well, let's let's face it. I can't die. Uh, what? What are you like Thor or something? No, 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 Kicking off uh, next Thursday or this Thursday, I guess when you think you know, whenever you're listening to this, uh, Eagles and Falcons. What's your what's your thoughts? Now, again, we ha- I think the the, the uh, as we're recording this, uh, the last preseason game for everybody's going on, uh, and I think the Eagles are facing the Jets. But again, fourth preseason game is when they never play anybody. It's all scrubs that they play, so you're not going to learn too yeah. much there. But going into the season. Uh, Mr. Mr. Eagles expert, Mr. Defending Super Bowl champion, Jimbo, what's your feelings about your uh, your 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 Eagles? You know, I mean, I was thinking about this past week. 
going into the season, we got a lot of issues going on. You got uh, Wentz hurt still. Well, we know uh, Wentz. Yeah, Jeffrey's it's going to be a couple. To play the f- it's going to be a couple weeks before Wentz comes back, right? Yeah. Well, like they're Peterson saying week that, three, uh, from what I understand. Peterson said he's going to announce the starter a half hour before the game, and they're hinting that it's going to be Wentz. No, they can't. They can't. But. But then, you know, we also have uh, Jeffries out till week three. You know, a couple suspensions on our defense. It's it's not looking too good for the start of the season. I'm going to say, and I'm, and I'm not saying this simply because I hate the Eagles. Because I do hate the Eagles, trust me. Um, just looking at it from that, from trying to look at it from an objective point of view. Again, I am an Eagles hater, so I may not be able to. But looking at it from that kind of outside point of view... Uh, I'm not, like, if I was an Eagles fan, I would not be super confident going into the season. And not only that, but your first game, again, is against the Falcons right yeah, out of the they're, gates. There are no Browns. You know, uh, you're not you're not going to be, you know, that, that, that's kind of, that's getting a haymaker uh, right to the gut, basically, to start off the season, which is, yeah. uh, which is really interesting. But... Um, there's also something else, and and this one isn't going to divide us nearly as much as the Eagles and Giants or the NFL. And of course, that would be college football starts this weekend, and the Fighting Irish are back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, love college football. Uh, Notre Dame is playing for the first time in a couple years now they're playing Michigan uh, we thought that they were gonna killing off this rivalry uh, yeah but apparently what there were there was something like Michigan had lost an opponent Notre Dame had lost an opponent they were both looking for somebody to play and so they ended up eventually getting uh, you know just like getting together and like you know what why don't we fill this up now? It's not coming back full time. I think for another couple of years. I think it's like twenty twenty two or something, is when they're gonna okay. start trying to play regularly again. Again, don't quote me on that. I think that's what it is. Uh, but we, it, it's gonna be good just to see Michigan versus Notre Dame again. Uh, you know, one of the better rivalries in college football. I don't know why they stopped ever to begin with. Early. But. Uh, well, I kind of figured it was going to be, again, because both of them had to replace the schedule, and I think it was like they both scheduled cupcakes at this time. Well, Notre yeah, Dame doesn't really schedule too many cupcakes, but uh, yeah. that's what I think it was. So, uh, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'll, it, it's going to be, you're going you're gonna to be able to tell a lot right out of the gates uh, about, you know, who's, who's doing... You know how the season's going to go for each team because Michigan has a lot. I think Harbaugh, as good as a coach as he is, he needs to, you know, get some stuff out there, obviously, and do a little bit better. Yeah. I think Chip Kelly and Notre Dame. Uh, do you want you know, to say that again? Uh oh, Brian Kelly. I, I, I always go. confuse the Kellys. <laughs> I always do. I'm sorry. I know one is always pinked face and red. The other one is always wearing a stupid half a hat visor. No, both of them wear them now. Uh, no, sure not on the sidelines. Chip only, Chip, only, Chip only wears it on the you know. Chip wears it on the sidelines. Brian doesn't wear it on the sidelines. Brian goes hatless usually on the sidelines. 
Oh, I, I swear I saw last year. He might, games he, he might maybe in hat. practice, like he might do the whole old white guy thing with the shorts, high socks, and and visor in the middle of like uh, camp and stuff. Like he might. Yeah. I have no idea, but I I've never seen him with it on on the sidelines. I'm sure somebody will post a picture of it to tell us if I'm wrong. Which, by the way, you can do over on our Twitter. We are at st sports podcast. That is at st sports podcast over on Twitter. Uh, where you can just go ahead and yell at me and Jimbo for always saying like inaccurate or unfactual things as we usually do. Jimbo usually most of the time, but uh, no, I'm always right. No, th- dude, you you can barely speak the English language. <laughs> like seriously, I speak, I speak Jimbo Gage. Yes, we all know we all know about Jimbo Gage. And He's slowly uh, taking over the world. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. But anyway, I think that's going to be a good game. It's a primetime game, obviously, on NBC. Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, two old rivals going at it. And uh, I'm excited. I, I, I think we both know who bo- you know who you and I are both picking uh, yeah, in that particular game. Doubt. But uh, go Irish. And, uh, and uh, man, it's just good to have college football back. I think that's the marquee matchup, honestly. Other weekend, like Alabama's playing Louisville, I think. And there's a co- other couple, like, big-name schools. But none of them are really... Uh, I think have the impact that this particular one does because this one is going to shape the season for both of these teams. Yeah. You know, if Michigan loses right out of the gate, they're already deep in a hole when it comes to like trying to do anything as far as the playoffs. They might be able to get to the Big Ten or Big Ten Championship, but, you know, that's going to be hard. Notre Dame, again, they don't have any conference championship games. They don't have anything like that. So them losing a game is bad now maybe losing the first game of the season might help them and it might help them especially if michigan goes on to be really good you know it helps their strength of schedule but either way it's like you know lots lots on the line in this first game right out of the gates for both the notre dame fighting irish and the michigan wolverines now something else that came up this week been a couple it's been a busy week honestly uh or things going on, especially around with football and the NFL. Uh, one of the biggest things, and if you've been watching uh, Hard Knocks on HBO this year, it's actually been really good. I think that the, the, the formula that they should do every year is find who the worst team in the league is, like whoever had the worst record, whoever's doing like major rebuilds or something like that, and do the Hard yeah. Knocks on them the following year to see what's going on, see how they change. Because this has been one of the most entertaining hard knocks seasons I've ever seen. But it's also, they got a lot of personalities on there. Well, you have the Jarvis Landry stuff from the beginning, and, yeah. you know, the bless them, and the whole ranty went on. And then this past week, they showed where all the players were basically, you know, mocking and MST3King his, his, <laughs> uh, his kind of tirade there. Hey, bro. It's contagious, bro. Hey, bro. It's contagious. Contagious, bro. That S is contagious. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I, I, and so, I mean, not only that, but the stuff that, it's, you know, you see this stuff on the field, you see, you, you know, you start rooting for these guys, you know, uh, like Kajus, you know, you're rooting for that guy to make the team, and, you know, the whole drama that was going on with Dez, and then Josh Gordon, yeah. you know, is, is Gordon showing up? Are they going to sign Dez or not? All, like, all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. So, I mean, it's yeah. been really entertaining this year. Uh, but I haven't one, watched any, so you I haven't get caught up on it. Oh, no. dude, you got to get on it. It's so good. But one of the things uh, I, I, I'm betting they wish that they won't feature, uh, 
on Hard Knocks, but you know, listen, it is a documentary. You take it, you, you take the good with the bad, uh, and this yeah. is definitely going to be one of the bads. Uh, Browns linebacker Michael Kendricks, uh, he has been charged uh, by several government agencies, and I think the SEC is going to be coming after him as well. Not and not the Southeastern Conference. That's the Security and Exchange Commission. For anybody listening, uh, he's been charged with insider trading um, in making nearly 1.2 million in illegal profits from four major investments that he made four years ago. Now, after this news broke, the Cleveland Browns went ahead and they cut him basically immediately. Here is the breakdown. Now, again, this is going to be from ESPN.com. So you can go check it out over there. The Cleveland Browns have released linebacker Michael Kendricks after he was charged Wednesday with insider trading by federal prosecutors to make nearly $1.2 million in illegal profits on four major investments four years ago. In a statement, the Browns said that they were aware of Kendricks' involvement prior to signing him to a one-year deal in June, but, quote, circumstances have changed and the team has elected to release him. Kendricks apologized earlier Wednesday in a statement shortly after the announcement by the U.S. Attorney General uh, William... Well, not Attorney General, sorry, just U.S. Attorney William McSwain admitting to insider trading and saying he accepts full responsibility for my actions and that he, quote, knew it was wrong. Now, uh, Jimbo, first take on this. I'm surprised. Um, I mean, insider trading type stuff. That you think that would be like after his career with stocks and, and want to be involved with that stuff. The one thing I does this fall under the uh, player conduct policy, which I think it should automatically. Well, no, honestly, I think when it comes to anything that's legal, anything that involves the law, as it were. Um, I think that all falls under to player conduct policy. Um, and here's the thing is that this and somebody uh, pointed out uh, actually another Philadelphia Eagles friend of mine. Uh, his name is Mike. He's a great guy. I'll, I'll see if I can find his uh, his Twitter handle and I'll, I'll okay. properly credit him. But he, he, he even said he's like, listen, if they're gonna if they're gonna put Martha Stewart in jail for doing this kind of stuff, this dude's not gonna get away with this just because he's an NFL player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got a he's got a chance to spend some serious time in jail. And uh, a ter- the uh, I think they're already talking eight to twelve months. Yeah, I think we're looking more than that. Honestly, really? it could be. Yeah, uh, especially when it comes to uh, Attorney McSwain there. Uh, now again, with Ke- with uh, with Kendricks, uh, uh, Damalair, and I think I'm getting. In, I, I don't know. This name is kind of out there, so if I get it wrong, uh, sue me. Uh, Damalair Sonaiki, Sonaiki, Damalair Sonaiki, who is a television writer, was also charged with assisting Kendricks uh, in his in- investments. Now again, uh, uh, attorney uh, McSwain there. Uh, who is uh, bringing all this to the District Court of Eastern Pennsylvania, said that both Kendricks and Sonaiki face, end quote, substantial prison time if convicted. Uh, Now, what substantial is, I'm not sure, but I think 6 to 12 months is not that substantial. 
considering what this is, I think it could be longer. Like when you say substantial to me, that means, you know, we're talking years, years. right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It, dep- I, it depends on on how deep it was and how bad it was. Uh, but now, when this first came out, I saw a uh, article, probably ESPN, um, saying that Kendricks knew him and this guy was getting investigated, but he was cooperating with um, authorities. Right. And then somehow this turned on to him, I guess, now. I don't know. In Kendrick's, in his apology, he said, uh, four years ago, I participated in insider trading, and I deeply regret it. I invested money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust and who I greatly admired. His background as a Harvard graduate and an employee of Goldman Sachs gave me a false sense of confidence. So he's already trying to throw somebody else under the bus. He's like, listen, I was just... This guy had told me to put some things there, and I'm like, sure, because, you know, he's Mr. Smart Harvard yeah. guy. So he's already trying to throw somebody else under the bus. Um, he goes on, to this point, I had worked my tail off since I was five years old to become a football player. I was drawn in by the allure of being more than just a football player. While I didn't fully understand all the details of the illegal trades, I knew it was wrong, and I wholeheartedly regret my actions. Uh, he said also that he would repay all of the illegally gained funds. Yeah, but he's probably going to get fined even more than that. Uh, yeah, no, you're yeah. giving that money back, but you're also probably getting fined uh, a that, ton that statement well. there, I, I laughed at when I saw. Like, oops, I'm caught. Here, you could have a back. Um, <laughs> boy, what a roller coaster though for Kendricks, though. You know, he wins a Super Bowl in February, gets cut yeah. in May, gets signed in June to the worst team in the league, but, you know, it looks like they might be trying to turn the corner finally. They might actually win a game this year. We'll see. Uh, well, here's and... something else, too, I was thinking about this whole situation, too. So, he obviously, he used to play with Philly. Right. He was on the trading block for the, the, the past four years. So, I wonder, does, did Philly know about it and just trying to get rid of him? I wonder if that's the reason. And maybe maybe that's one of the reasons they, they released him uh, in May. Yeah. Was, you know, just like... You know, I, I don't know, uh, but now it kind of throws all that into question of whether or not, uh, you know, uh, if that was if that was something being done. So, uh, I, I want to see what actually like happened there. According to the prosecutors, uh, Sonaiki or, or, or Sonakoi, well, Jesus, can they get his spelling right? They have spelled his name three different <laughs> ways in this article. ASPN, get your stuff together, man. Jesus. <laughs> So, because before Must it was the like, Jimmo Gage at ESPN, it was. They're, they seriously are doing. There was S O N O I K I. I think it. Wait, let me go see what the first one was. The first spelling was S O N O I K I. Uh, and so they had that, and now, now towards the end, uh, it's S O N O K O I. Which is a Jeez. completely different... It changes the entire pronunciation. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But uh, according to prosecutors, Sonakoi, or Sonaiki, or whichever way it's goddamn spelled, uh, he was also he was a TV writer, but he's a former investment banking analyst at a large investment bank who tipped Kendricks to four corporate acquisitions from the bank from July 2014 to November 2014. In exchange for the illegal tips... Prosecutors say Kendricks gave, uh, and now they spelled it again the other way. 
Non, je parle de son aïki. Oh. Uh, anyway, in exchange for legal tips, prosecutors say Kendricks gave son aïki a koi. $10,000 in cash kickbacks along with additional perks such as tickets to Eagles games uh, before last year was not was definitely not a luxury. I don't know what that is. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and also a luxury car service. So, my question to you is this. Wh- whether he gets convicted or not, whether he actually does jail time or not, um, is Kendrick's done in the NFL? Without a doubt. You don't think you don't think he comes back from this? And no. You, you don't think somebody just, else thinks so? Just because, I mean, he's a good linebacker. I, I think he made one Pro Bowl, but he's no... He's not a superstar. Yeah. He's he's a serviceable linebacker. He's a serviceable player. He's good. But, again, and this goes back to my other thing. Like, everybody always complains about uh, Kaepernick. And, again, I'm not bringing up that whole issue. We're not dealing with that on this show. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's old news. And in, in, in that, it's, it's a talent to BS ratio. How much BS are you willing to put up with? Because of somebody's talent. Now, again, I think we saw a little bit of that on the other end this week. Because we saw Odell Beckham get a huge, massive yeah. deal. The most uh, He's the, he's the uh, top-paid wide receiver now in the NFL. Um, but one of the things and drawbacks that comes with Odell, and me being a Giants fan, I'm the first one to say it, too, is his antics, his theatrics, his attitude is, you know, he's all over the place, you know. And he has a lot of BS, and he has a lot of baggage with him, you know. And yeah. Whether that's be hookers or cocaine or taking boating trips before the playoffs or, you know, what have you. Uh, you know, he's got he's got those kind of issues. However, his talent is undeniable. You can't you can't argue that he's not one of the top receivers in the NFL, if not the top one. I mean, I, I think Antonio yeah. Brown has a, has a, has a, a, an obvious claim on that. But when he's healthy, Odell Beckham is maybe one of the best. So I think that's why he got that deal. And why the Giants are willing, a team that usually doesn't put up with other teams' BS or, or other players' BS, the Giants are willing to actually do it because his talent is just that good. Michael Kendricks is not that level of a linebacker in the NFL. No, not at all. He's not that level Because, you know, player. to add to it, the, the BS part of it, Two of the past four years, he asked for the trades. Yeah, that's interesting. He strikes you as not a team player. Well, I mean, because that's the thing. Because players ask—I mean, players ask for trades all the time, whether they're getting the right playing time, whether they're happy, whether like that—that doesn't bother me. But that's interesting that he asked for a trade. So that kind of takes out of the equation whether or not the Eagles were looking at rid of him because of the insider, insider trading stuff. It just seems to be that maybe you know they were trying to accommodate him. And just be like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't want to be here. Well, we'll, we'll let him go. But uh, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He might have to sell that to pay, uh, <laughs> you know, either legal fees or fines or whatever. But uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But Michael Kendricks, yeah, uh, released by the Browns, could be facing significant jail time. Uh, and that's 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 a shame. That's a shame of it is that you know you have a career like this, and again, he may not be a great player, but you know he's a decent player. He's yeah, he able to stay with, good. Yeah, he stayed with the Eagles for six years. He won a Super Bowl, like you said, he made it to a Pro Bowl or two. You know, 
Um, now was going to be part of the Browns kind of trying to rebuild here a bit. And all of a sudden, that's all gone. So, yeah. Again, we certainly hope that, uh, you know, whatever comes out, that, you know, he faces the music for whatever he did or didn't do, if he's found guilty, obviously. Uh, and that, uh, you know, that this isn't like the end for him. Hopefully, he does find a way to get either back in the NFL or finds a life after the NFL is able to do something, you know, other other than play football uh, and do something. You could probably go like the Johnny Football uh, route, go to CFL or go to the, and that the could other be football as well. league that's coming uh, out next year. Then again, you don't know You don't know if that is, is going to happen. Yeah, you have the – there's two coming out because there's the one next year, which is the uh, uh, American – All-American Football or something or – Yeah. Uh, uh, American Association of, football, of Professional Football on the AAF. So that's coming out. And then in 2020, that's the big one. It's the rebirth of the XFL. <laughs> Which Are you is excited for it? I'm excited. XFL? I'm always excited for different things. I, I, I want to see if they do it right this time, if they do it better, if they put more thought in. Because I thought the XFL, if they had taken it maybe a little bit more seriously and didn't try to make it as gimmicky, as as sports entertaining as yeah. uh, as Vince loves to do with all his stuff, I think if they would have made it just a different brand of football, I think it could have worked. But you know they they made it very gimmicky, and you know it, it, it lasted a season, and it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, I think if they do this one right, start off smaller. Don't try to be huge. Don't try to jump on NBC. Don't try to do anything like that. Get with a small. Uh, you know, uh, cable channel or something like an FS1 or FS2 or NBC Sports Network or whatever. Get something more on the small side there and work, like, work there and show that your product can be good and can get better and is entertaining first and then you move on to the bigger and better stuff. Yeah. And stay in spring. Whatever you do, don't go after the NFL. Nobody, even yeah, the NFL, as weak as it is, as as much as it's been losing viewerships and losing ratings and losing fans and people have a backlash on it on both sides of the political spectrum because the NFL family has become a lightning rod for all kinds of politics one way or the other. Uh, yeah. It's still by far the king of the American sports landscape. So... Uh, you still can't you still can't go after it directly, but I'm interested. I'm interested to see the AAF and see and see what uh, what that looks like as far as a spring football league that could be viable. I certainly hope that that is viable as well. And I'm interested to see what the XFL has to bring. Again, you know, and again, I think I I, I hope that they do it smaller, do it right, not gimmicks. Don't do gimmicks. Don't do like you know the the fake names on the back. That was kind of like cool. The he that, hate me. That was kind of cool. I'd actually. Did that's you? one. That's the one thing I'd like to see them come back with. Is do the because listen, even baseball does it now with the they do the players' weekend for the little league. Oh, that's stuff, right. Yeah. And they do all the the brightly colored jerseys, and everybody can put their own nickname on the back and stuff. That's an XFL innovation, right there. And the funny yeah. thing is, if you look at like today's football, a lot of the stuff was innovated by the XFL. The spider cam. That was yeah, that was true. XFL. XFL did that. You know, the guys on the field with the steady cam looking at, you know, at the huddles and the players individually before the snaps, that's XFL. Yeah. The XFL production wise 
introduced a lot to what we see now as modern football. So I'm I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what they can bring now. You know, not none of the that that uh, that like face off stuff they did. Instead of doing a coin toss, they did the, the you know you run two players at each other for the football. Yeah, like, full you know, force. yeah, yeah. Let's just let's create more concussions. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad they're not going to bring that back. Um, but I'd like to see if they could do it. Start off with smaller stadiums. Don't go to MetLife Stadium and think you're going to sell out the place. Don't do anything like that. I think if you I think can, you have to be more like arenas. Well, no, like you 8, can't. 8,000, 12,000 seats. Well, no, not like eight or twelve. Like if you can get like a good twenty, twenty-five thousand seat stadium. Okay. Like if you're gonna play like in the New York area, like if you can find a way to get into like uh, uh, Red Bull Stadium there in in Newark or Harrison, okay. technically, like the soccer stadium. It's smaller. You could do that. You know, work work on smaller venues. Maybe some college stadiums that maybe aren't huge, like smaller college college stadiums, if you want to pull that off. But trying to do like Soldier Field and MetLife and all these other places, that's, that's you're not going to pull them out. It's going to look empty. It's going to make the product look bad. You don't want that. You have to start small. And then if you get bigger, you get demand, and then you can look at getting the bigger venues. But for yeah. now, yeah, I'd st- definitely stay small if they do that they can definitely go ahead and and uh and do something else but uh, somebody else is speaking speaking of doing something else and that was a terrible segue but i'm gonna do it anyway um <laughs> brand uh, i almost said brandon cooks and i don't know why terry bridgewater is what i was thinking of uh he was the quarterback for the new york jets the jets just got him this offseason from minnesota uh again he was the backup in minnesota uh, he, he was originally supposed to be the heir apparent, and I remember we were doing our original run of this show when yeah. that catastrophic leg injury happened, the one where they basically said if it wasn't for the quick work of the people, the medical staff on the field and some of the players, that he would have lost his leg. That's how bad it was. Um, he came back. He was never able to get the Minnesota job again. And that's understandable. Now Minnesota, they traded for Kirk Cousins. That you know, writing was on the wall. Terry Bridgewater was going to be there. Get him to the Jets. So the Jets sign him. He, the Jets then draft Sam Darnold. Uh, They kind of have a QB competition going in. Everybody kind of thinks they'll go with Bridgewater to start, and then bring in Darnold. You know, depending on how the season goes or not. Well, we didn't get McCown there too. Yeah, but as good as McCown had been for the last couple of years, I don't know if that was like when you when you have Bridgewater, who even despite the leg thing, I think was still is still a very good and serviceable serviceable quarterback. Um, yeah, I think McCown M- M- McCown was a a, a stopgap. He was he was he was a cork in the dike, as it were. He was there to try to stop leaks and try to try to make things look as good as possible. And he did his best with what the Jets gave him. Like yeah. The Jets were never going to be world beaters, but you know, I'll tell you what. For some time, for some of the times, the Jets had some entertaining games, so I'll give them that. Uh, but yeah, the plan seemed to be that they were going to have Bridgewater and then Darnold come in, depending on how everything worked out. But we didn't even get to that point because apparently the Jets are going to start Darnold, the rookie, right out of the gates. Uh, apparently that was announced, and then not too long after that, Terry Bridgewater is now a backup for your New Orleans Saints. Uh, heading down to back up Drew Brees and probably what is his last two seasons, I would imagine, down in New Orleans because he just signed a two-year deal 
in the offseason. I think this will be his last two years. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to retire. And here's the thing. Drew Brees, though, can – Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees can still obviously – you know, he can still throw the ball. He's still really good. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's a question uh, about that. So, I don't think Bridgewater is going to start unless something catastrophic happens to Drew. Uh, and then, of course, the fun, uh, a funny bit of the story was that somebody had tweeted out that uh, Bridgewater uh, found out he was traded, uh, got off the Jets bus, and that's how that's how we found out. Now, of course, the first thing everybody thought was that they were driving down the highway on the bus. They found out he was traded, stopped the bus, kicked his ass off, and left him on the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> That is not what happened. You gotta be hostile. That would be funny if that, that happened. That would. That's like a. That's like a bull Durham kind of thing. You know. That's like a. Yeah. You know. That that that's one of those. Uh, like like you could see something happening like that in a movie, like Slapshot or something. <laughs> but uh, no, what happened was the bus. It was before the bus even left. Apparently, one of the uh, Jets staff uh, walked up to him while he was on the bus, told him what was the deal. He stood up on the bus, turned to everybody, said, "Well, guys, it's been it's been fun. I'll see you later." Uh, grabbed his bags from under the bus and uh, then I guess made separate uh, trip plans instead of going down to Philadelphia to play uh, uh, in the last preseason game he is off to Nolens uh, to go ahead and be the backup for uh, Drew Brees uh, they, uh, the Saints also got a Jets 6th round draft pick in 2019 the Jets in exchange got a 3rd round draft pick Jimbo Talking about this, looking just from a, a personnel standpoint, what do you think of the deal? And was it a good deal for... The, who basically won this trade? You know, to be honest, I, I think the Jets won it. I really? can't believe they got a third rounder. Okay. That's an interesting take. But also, on, on the flip side, I did see... Um, I think it was yesterday... One of the writers uh, compared this move to what the Saints did with San Diego for Breeze. They said uh, when we when they traded for Breeze, Breeze was 27, injury riddled, and now they're trading for, I think they said Bridgewater is 25, who is injury prone. Right. Could he be the next Drew Breeze for the Saints? Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't go so far as to call him injury prone. The problem is that. He had one injury, and it was a significant injury. Yeah. It was a, hey, this probably could cut my leg off injury. But outside of that, I don't think he's really had any major injuries. So, I mean, granted, I think that's enough injury to last the career. Uh, but I don't... Well, I, I, I mean, I remember when we did the show, and I compared this to the Culpepper um, injury when he blew his knee out, and Culpepper was never, never the same again. Well, I mean, I guess we're kind of seeing that because he can't, you know, he, he, he didn't he didn't get his job back in Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. from from Bradford. Uh, and uh, and who is it? Uh, Case Keenum? Casey Keenum, yeah. Yeah, so you have Bradford and then Bradford obviously gets hurt because Bradford always gets hurt. <laughs> uh, then you had Case Keenum who took over and both, I mean, because here's the thing, Bradford for the first part of the season was actually doing well too. But then Case Keenum yeah. comes in, he goes nuts, he does well. Uh, plays better than Bridgewater. Bridgewater just never gets his job back. Then you figure he's going to go to the Jets, and it's like, okay, well, you could probably still beat out a rookie to start the season, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But apparently he couldn't even beat out a rookie. Now, I don't know if that's a case of the Jets wanting to be like, hey, listen, we're going rookie. We you know, we just have this feeling that's what we're going to do. Um, 
Like maybe maybe Bridgewater was the, they they got Bridgewater just in case they didn't get Darnold. Like I don't know. Uh, I think that was the plan. Because here's the thing. Darnold fell into the Jets' lap. I don't think the Jets were expecting to get him. And when that happened, you know, and he's arguably the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, By by a lot of accounts, by a lot of these, you know, quote-unquote experts, put Darnold as, like, the the best player, the best quarterback that was in the draft. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. But you figure that... A little little funny side note about Darnold, though. And I don't know if you saw this. I saw this like a month or so ago. He's actually dating Josh McCown's daughter. Imagine that locker room. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, guys, I might be a little late getting into practice today. You know, I got to get a little stank on my hang low. Excuse me? <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that, youngin? Uh, mm, uh, not to mention that Josh McCown kind of looks like, you know, a, a bearded Norse lumberjack at this point <laughs> with that giant beard he has. You'd scare the hell out of me. But uh, so that's 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 actually pretty funny. I didn't even think about that. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's again. This is going to be something that I don't think we're going to be able to tell who wins this for a couple of years. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. it seems like Teddy's on that journeyman backup quarterback role which when he yeah. first came out was not where he was supposed to go and it looked like he was going to be something special uh, when he first came into the league and it seems like because of that injury that that's not going to happen now and that's that's unfortunate when you see that kind of potential wasted and I don't want to say wasted because it was you know it's just it's a tra- it's a tragic accident but it's just everything that could have happened that could have been for him and now that's that's all that's all gone. So yeah, I, start, I, mean, I wish him the stinks, best. I was actually really, I was really pulling for him when he went to the Jets, because I kind of like him. Yeah, you got to root for the kid. I you got to root for yeah. the kid, and that's it. I like him, uh, I, and again, I, I do, I really do wish for the best, and and certainly hope that he does, uh, that he does well. But we've had all this NFL talk, and next week starts the season. We're gonna do our weekly picks starting next week. Uh, so we'll be able to keep track of that. Maybe, maybe we'll get a separate championship belt for that. We'll have we'll have the rivalry belt, and then we'll have a a a, a picks belt. Uh, to see who is the overall champion, be the undisputed. State two sports for three years before you touch it. I'm gonna punch you in the face. I swear to God. Next <laughs> time I see you, next time I see you, get punched. Uh, but before we get there, I think it's a good idea that we go ahead and we take a look overall at what we think is gonna happen this year in the NFL. This is going to be our NFL expectations right here on Stay Tuned Sports. And I think we should start, you know, alphabetically. So we're going to start with the AFC, the American Football Conference, and in the AFC East. Again, that's a division where you have the New England Patriots who have ruled that division for going on 15 years plus. You have the Buffalo Bills. You have the Jets. And you have the Miami Dolphins, who don't seem to be able to get out of their way. Jimbo, out of that division, who do you see coming out? I'm I'm going with the Patriots. How can you go I against mean, them at this point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at Miami, you got Kiko Alonso, who doesn't even know what sideline to go to. Did you see that video? No, I did not. Oh, my goodness. The uh, last preseason game, it was fourth down, uh, they were playing Baltimore. Baltimore came out the punt, and he went to Baltimore's sideline and stood there. Hey, guys, what's going on? Just thought I'd hang out here. <laughs> miss, miss some of you. 
Uh, and that's a shame. Like Buffalo, I think Buffalo will get. I think they changed too many pieces around yes. from last year. I think you know, uh, unfortunate. The Jets, they're starting a rookie until they can show something that they have any kind of improvement. I can't go with them. The Dolphins have fallen off ridiculously. The, the Dolphins at one time had Ajay and Jarvis Landry on their team. Yeah. And they let both of them go. Just to, just to kind of put that out there. The Dolphins, man. Uh... The only thing I will say about the Patriots is their two problem areas are still their defense. And they have a lot of injuries on their wide receiver core. Yeah, but at this point, the, the so, Patriots... The, the, the Patriots are playing the division with teams that can't get out of their own way. Completely mismanaged. That's the only thing. Completely terrible thing. So the, the Patriots are basically always the favorites by default because the other teams are just so inept. They can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think we have the Patriots coming out of there. And I'm going to say this. I, don't th- I, don't, I think the Patriots are the only team making a playoff set of that division. I don't see a wild card coming out of the AFC East this year. The AFC North. You have the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and... Mr. Uh, Hard Knocks team themselves, the Cleveland Football Browns. Jimbo, how you looking at this division? This division actually could be interesting, I think. I mean, you still got to think the Steelers, um, but I think the Ravens are going to be right there. The Ravens are massively improved. Uh, yeah. Now, again, they're 4-0 this preseason. Preseason means nothing. The Browns were unbeaten last year in the preseason and went 0-16. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but just eyeball test, just by looking at the Ravens, the Ravens look massively improved from last year. Uh, Pittsburgh's got nothing but drama surrounding that team, which is very weird for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they have a ton of drama. Uh, they have a lot of conflict. I don't, I, I, I don't understand... Like, again, they could just, based on sheer talent alone, win the division. Um, but, like, they did that last year, but last year there really wasn't much to go against them. You know, the division yeah. was, really wasn't much. This year I think they got the Ravens to worry about. I don't know how Marvin Lewis still has a job, but I don't expect <laughs> much from the either. Bengals. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. And the Browns, listen, you know, until they the win a game... You can't think of the Browns in any way, shape, or form uh, as being any kind of contender for anything other than uh, last place. Other than the wooden spoon here in American sports, uh, I couldn't think of the Browns for anything. But uh, I'm going to say, I'll say, I think Baltimore wins this division this year. I think Baltimore wins the division. I think it'll be close, obviously, but I think Baltimore wins it, and I think Pittsburgh gets the wild card out of the North. I think that's what's going to happen there. AFC South! You got the Houston Texans. Always a lot of promise. I don't know uh, what's going to happen there, though. Uh, Jacksonville, brand new, very plain, very traditional uniforms. Thank you, Tom Coughlin, for getting rid of the two-toned goddamn helmet. That was that was an abomination. <laughs> Thank you, though. Uh, you have the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck back at the helm. And the Tennessee Titans, who new uniforms look like booty. They are just booty cheeks. They're the worst. <laughs> that number font is terrible. I don't like the blue helmet. I don't like anything about it. Titans uniforms are just hot garbage. But all that aesthetic stuff put aside, Jimbo, what do you see for the AFC South? I got to say Houston. As long as Deshaun comes back as um, how he played you know, the beginning of the year last year before he got hurt. 
I think that's the key. Deshaun Kaiser has to stay healthy, and J.J. Watt has to stay healthy. Now you want to have somebody who's frequently injured, who's injury-prone. The guy is a fantastic player. He's a generational, one-of-a-kind player, but he cannot stay on the field. He needs to stay healthy. If J.J. Yeah. Watt stays healthy and Deshaun Kaiser stay healthy, the Texans, I Deshaun think... Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, sorry. I said Deshaun Kaiser. I'm, I'm, I'm still on Notre Dame. He's on Green Bay. He won the backup... Uh, I know. I'm still. I'm still all about Notre Dame right now. So, uh, <laughs> listen. I, I I mix Chip and and, and Brian Kelly too. So, <laughs> yeah, you must be really excited for Notre Dame Saturday. I really am. I'm super. I'm super jacked. <laughs> uh, but Deshaun Watson uh, with with uh, with the Texans. Uh, if, as long as he and Watts stay healthy, I think the Texans run away with this division. I, I won't say run away, because Jacksonville, I think, is definitely a team that can move. Uh, move well. It, it, it depends on how Bortles plays, which is weird That's to say. Thing. But that That's Jacksonville defense is still last. That Jackson, that Jacksonville defense though is still is still something. So, uh, I, I I I will say this. Uh, I think I think Houston wins the division. I, I honestly don't think much of the Colts. Andrew Luck, you know, has not looked crisp. This preseason, and the Titans yeah. are in full rebuild mode, and so I have nothing. I really don't have anything for the Titans, but I think I think Houston wins the division. And I honestly, I'll say this: I'll go out on them. I think Jacksonville gets the wild card. I think that's I where I'm going. I would be surprised if Jacksonville's defense gets, uh, you know, blown up or whatever. It could. I, it, I don't it, think they're going to be that good this year. It could. It could happen again. That's what you know. We 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 can always look back at this. Six from six months from now, and see like, wow, I was wrong the mark, or man, I was really terrible. That's what I love about or this. Jimbo stuff. was always right. Jimbo, you're never right about anything ever. <laughs> uh, AFC West, the Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, the team name I will still not get used to, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Jimbo, who you got and why? I think this could be another um, interesting division. You got KC, and I'm going to say even uh, Gruden. But I got to go with, with the Raiders just because the Chiefs are going with uh, Mahomes. With the amount of problems with Khalil Mack, that whole contract situation, apparently there's drama in the locker room. I mean, typical kind of Oakland stuff. I love Gruden, but I still think there's too much going on in Oakland for anything to come up. Now, this is their next to last year, so I think they have one more year. I would love to see them get a Super Bowl before they leave for Vegas. Oakland deserves it. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. You know, and, and I say that not because, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors play right across the street from the Raiders because, you know, the Golden State Warriors have kind of, I think, spoiled Oakland a little bit in the Bay Area as far as championship go. But Oakland Raiders fans, like the Oakland Raiders fans are the people who I think really deserve that. They've seen their team leave once before, then come back. All promises made from Davis and the Raiders and from City Council and things were going to get done and things are going to get going and it never happened to the point where it's like, okay, well now we're going to go to Vegas. And they're getting... It's rare that a team... You get to see your team move once in your lifetime. There's Oakland Raiders fans that have now seen their team move twice in their lifetime. That's... That's rough. So, uh... I don't think they're going to be there... The Broncos, I'm not huge on. The Chargers are much improved. 
I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I think they're going to be much improved. Here's the thing. If the Chargers could hit a goddamn field goal last year, they would have been in playoff contention. But that team just couldn't. I mean, that poor team. That poor team. Um, and I like poor Philip Rivers. Uh, you know what? He always tried to talk crap on uh, uh, Manning and Roethlisberger, saying like he was just as good as they were, and he was like the best quarterback that came out of that draft, and blah 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 blah. And it's like, dude, you 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 ain't won nothing. Ben's got two. Eli's got two. What you got? So seeing Philip Rivers kind of have to eat his own words makes me happy. I don't like Philip Rivers. I never have. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't like him. I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm picking Kansas City for the reason that you're not, which is Mahomes. Mahomes is... Really? I, he's a generational talent, I think. I think a lot of people see that in him as well. I I honestly can see Kansas City shocking. Like I think they're going to be one of those teams that are like... Uh, come out and, and, are, and are super dominant this year. Like They're, they're going to be my, my dark horse going into the year. Uh, oh, that's is, interesting. He's definitely Kansas City. Um, okay, now we go to the NFC. We're going to try to run through this real quick because we're running out of time. NFC East, you have my New York Giants. You have the Washington Redskins. You have the Dallas Cowboys and the defending Super Bowl champion, which I thought I'd never say, and it still makes bile come up in my stomach <laughs> when I do. that sound. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jimbo, in this division. Who you got and why? Well, I mean, obviously I would like to say the Eagles, but... It, it's to me, it's a Eagles Giants division, and it's real close, so especially with you guys getting Barkley. Okay, I, I think he's s- going to be the difference maker. I could definitely see that. Uh, I'm going to stick by with my uh, contention from earlier in the show, where I think the Eagles have a lot more problems and there's a lot more cracks than I think people are willing to look at or admit to. Um, and I think we have one of those Super Bowl hangovers, Super Bowl slumps. I really do. I don't think the Eagles make the playoffs this year. And I'm not saying that just because I hate the Eagles. I'm saying it because it legitimately looks that way. Now, again, they could prove me long, wrong like they did last year. Everybody thought they were going to be a rebuilding team last year. They won yeah. a damn Super, Super Bowl. So, it's definitely uh, still in the realm of possibility. But I'm just looking at it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Again... Once Carson Wentz comes back, they could become world beaters. So you know you can't you can't count any of that out. But I don't see uh, I, I see I see a problem with this team as far as attitude, mentality, uh, drive, focus. I don't see that. And they're uh, very young. Who I see in this division, I see this kind of going a little old school. Uh, I see this being a Giants Cowboys division up for grabs. I honestly do, and I don't know who wow. if I can pick one above the other. Uh, but I honestly think Dak comes back from it. He's going to have Zeke there for the whole year with none of the drama surrounding him. They don't have the drama that is Des Bryant anymore. Uh, their defense looks better. Now, again, they're 0-3 in a preseason, but preseason, yeah, I don't take a lot of stock in that. It really doesn't matter. Eyeball test. The Cowboys have the talent. And here's the thing, too. Dak Prescott has played in, what, 32 games? He's won 22 of them. Yeah, he's twenty-two and ten, and he started as a rookie. You can't discount anything that Dak Prescott ha- has done. Uh, the Giants, healthy Odell, healthy uh, uh, tight ends, receivers. Saquon Barkley is going to help. Hopefully, a retooled offensive line helps. I think they're going to be in the mix. I think you see the Giants and Cowboys make the playoffs. Who's going to win in this division? I don't know, but I think the NFC East is going to be one of the most interesting divisions in the NFL 
this year, which is always good. NFC East is always good. And hey, it's the first division to have all participants be Super Bowl champions. It's the best division in football. It's the best division in the history Damn of right. all time ever. Um, NFC North. Thanks to the Eagles. No, screw your Eagles. You're still, you still <laughs> only got one. You're still, you're still two behind the Redskins. Uh, NFC North. Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions. Go! Uh, I'm going to say Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers has a bounce back year. Well, he has, what, 119 million? million? Reasons why. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot of reasons to have a bounce back year. The Packers still have so many problems, though. Uh, the Vikings, same thing. They lost a lot of people in the offseason. I think all the luck and things they had happen for them last year uh, expires. I don't see them doing anything. The problem is I don't see the Bears or the Lions doing anything either. So That's this division, why I'm going with the Packers. This division could be won by like a a, a ten win team, a nine or, or even a nine win team. Yeah. This has a chance to be NFC East level uh, a couple of years ago. Like it was the NFC East was really bad. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it'll be NFC West bad when what was it seven and nine the Cardinals made it. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be that bad, but I think it's not going to be great. But I think I'll go with you. I think the Packers. Uh, get out of this division just based on almost default, but I don't see anybody else getting out of there. NFC South, Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints now with backup Teddy Bridgewater, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Jimbo, go. I'm going to say Falcons with the Saints right behind them. I'm 100% in agreement with you on this one. Uh, I, I think the Falcons could be one of the NFC favorites. Uh... For the Super Bowl, I think they're there. I think they have that level of talent, uh, and I still think they have a lot to prove. Uh, yeah. Drew, I think Drew Brees is the same for the Saints. Now the Saints defense, they, they, I certainly hope they do something. But if there's one thing we learned last year from the Saints, is that they can win games just based on Drew Brees throwing the ball. So yeah. I mean, if even if the Saints get, you know, a half a percent better on defense, it's a huge improvement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I think the Panthers take a step back. Cam Newton, for as talented as he is, he's not nearly as accurate as the top-level quarterbacks in the league. Um, and Tampa Bay, of course, has all the issues with Jameis Winston and where he's been suspended. And they, the, the yeah. Tampa Bay is, uh, again, another team that can't get out of their way. And another team whose uniform I can't stand. Fix that. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, I think I agree. I think Atlanta and New Orleans make the playoffs out of there. And I think Atlanta wins the division. Uh, and and uh, that's your two playoff teams out of the South. NFC West, the Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks to round this out. Jimbo, what you got for the West? I'm going to kind of do a surprise thing here and go with the Niners with wow. Uh, wow. the Rams go behind on. them. Go. Well, here's the thing is, well, that's a, okay. You didn't pick a... a, a yeah. A team out of the East to do the wild card. So you're thinking, so you're thinking the West is getting two teams, and yeah. so you're saying it's going to be the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo, Falofalo, uh, and the Los Angeles Rams behind them. That's an interesting take. Is there a reason why you think the Niners are going to make that jump, other than just Garoppolo? Um, or is just it just because, Garoppolo? Like, well, no. It just, it just seems like like the past couple of years. Once you get a new quarterback in there, a young quarterback, the following year, it takes like three more steps above than what they did. 
So I think they're, they're going to that next step uh, this year. I, mean, I think the Niners will be much improved. I think they will not be the, the, the awful team that they were last year. Uh, yeah. I don't see them making the playoffs, but I see them being at least a 500 team. I see them making that much of an improvement. Uh, I still think it's, especially if the Rams can get a deal done uh, with, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Donald. Aaron Donald, that was it. I couldn't. I remembered his name was Aaron. Yeah. I couldn't remember the last name. So I'm just. I'm having a rough day today. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the heat. I'm gonna blame it on the heat. I'm having a heat stroke. I was gonna say, do you have the blanket back over your head? No, I wish. Uh, that echo. This echo is killing <laughs> me. Uh, but I think it's still the Rams division. They might be a little bit of a slip off, but I think uh, I, I I love McVay as a coach. Uh, I love uh, that defense, especially again with 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 with, with uh, Donald. I love. Uh, Goff as their quarterback, he has shown a lot uh, last year, especially. Uh, that, uh, uh, that so he's team. the player from the Rams. I'm curious to see how he does. Uh, and, Goff, and you also have Gurley. Yeah, and you can't forget about that. That guy is you know fantasy gold. Uh, yeah, I'm I I'm I'm not gonna discount the Rams yet. So I have the Rams winning that division. The Niners come in second, but I still don't think it's gonna be good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, either again, you're gonna have the you'll probably have the Niners, the Saints, and either the Giants or Cowboys all fighting for that final, uh, for for that wild card spot. So we'll yeah. see who comes out of that. But that's our look at the upcoming NFL season. What we think each of the divisions will look like. Uh, that's gonna do it for this particular episode of Stay Tuned Sports. I thought you know I thought it was good. I thought we had some fun. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely fun to get back together. Yeah, we got we got some of the insider trading stuff in there. We got you know uh, uh, Bridgewater leaving on a bus. We got some XFL talking. What other yeah. places talking about the XFL already? Huh? No, none. Exactly. Just us. That's how we do here at Stay Tuned Sports. We're giving you all all the news, all the good stuff. Again, you can follow us on Twitter. That is at ST Sports Podcast. That is at ST Sports Podcast. Again on Twitter. You can follow me personally on Twitter at King of Skunk Duck. That is King of Skunk Duck. Just two animals there, skunk and a duck. King of Skunk Duck. Jimbo, where can they find you on the tweets? You can find me at Jimbo St Sports. See, that's what you actually have yours that ties into the show. Mine is just kind of all over the place, but uh, well, you kind of have yours because of uh, your designs. Oh, my T-shirts and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So maybe I'll even make a commercial put on the show. I don't know. <laughs> Shameless self-plug. But uh, until next week, when we will be talking about a full week of regular season NFL football, my name is King. And it's your good friend Jimbo. And you have been listening to Stay Tuned Sports. See ya!